Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a new week. It's a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. And while I'm at it, how about a shout-out to Labatt Blue Light. If you want to take things to the next level this week, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Had a couple over the weekend, by the way. Absolutely delicious. Big, big fan of Labatt Blue Light. Big, big fan, by the way, of today's guest. You know, every once in a while, I want to give you guys a behind-the-scenes look at a different aspect of pro football that you might not know that much about. And honestly, I could have picked somebody from any team, but I know Jen Kavanaugh. I mean, I work for the Eagles, so I know Jen Kavanaugh. She's the Senior VP of Media and Marketing. She's got a really, really cool job. I'm looking forward to you guys getting a chance to hear a little bit more about her job, what it's like. Obviously, after that, spending a lot of time with my thoughts on every single preseason game over the weekend. I'll give you my one or two takeaways that you should know or remember from what happened over the weekend in preseason football, because there was a lot of good, a little bit of bad that we need to get into. I will say this. I interviewed Jen last week while I was down at the Jersey Shore. And for whatever reason, maybe it was me, you know, being at the Jersey Shore, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. So you may notice that. Kudos to Jen and Jack and all of us, I guess, for powering through. I don't know how it worked out this way, but essentially... I had to say the question to Jack, and then Jack would say, ask the question of Jen, and then Jen would answer it. So peeling back the curtain a little bit, you know, that's one of the toughest things as a broadcaster is when you have technical difficulties. You have no idea how many times, like, the telestrator doesn't work, or I can't hear the producer while I'm doing a game. I mean, it's just, it's just part of the business, and it happened this time doing a podcast, uh, probably primarily because I wasn't here home in Pennsylvania. Speaking of my home, by the way, here in Pennsylvania, before we get to Jen, we are giving away 10 spots to the next 
best ball draft. And the winner gets $500. So it's myself and Joe Dolan, and then 10 of you will go against us with the winner getting $500. All you need to do is go to westshorehome.com slash Ross to schedule a free estimate. They also, by the way, have free installation, but just to schedule a free estimate and then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Or, by the way, we're going to post it on social media a couple times this week and next week. Just reply to that with your free estimate. Time scheduled at WestShoreHome.com slash Ross to lock in this amazing offer and to go against me and Joe in an awesome best ball draft. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, we are now joined by someone I've gotten to know pretty well over the last few years, the Senior Vice President of Media and Marketing for the Philadelphia Eagles, a.k.a. my boss, uh, Jen Cavanaugh. And by the way, this was not her idea, even though she's my boss. This is my idea, and this is not for me to kiss up or anything like that. I like to expose you guys to different jobs in the NFL, different aspects of the NFL. I think it's really cool. And she's got an awesome job, awesome role. And there's whole parts of the NFL that you don't consider, you don't think about, that maybe some of you listening could get involved in someday. So, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. And you never have to kiss up to us. We love you already. So appreciate (laughs) you having me. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for saying that. So let's get into the title first, Jen. When I say Senior Vice President Media and Marketing – I think I know what that means, but basically, what areas of the organization do you oversee? Are you responsible for? Yep. So the title actually isn't fully reflective of everything that I oversee, um, but as you can imagine, you know, media and marketing is really all about fan touch points and experiences everywhere fans are, whether that's, you know, events that we put on um, in the community, uh, how we present ourselves on social media, you know, the shows that we create to stream, um, the way that we engage with fans on game day, all of those things sort of fall um, under my team. And uh, in addition to that, uh, I also oversee community relations. Um, and that's really about, you know, the, the relationships we have in the community with nonprofits, um, the social justice work. I mean, all of those things uh, fall under me as well as data and insights, which have become hugely important over time um, in order to, you know, make better business decisions. We have to understand as much as we possibly can about our fan base and, you know, what they do and what they don't do. So it's so interesting because, you know, having played for a bunch of teams, I'm already, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the community relations people that I remember from the different teams and and some of the different roles that they had. Um, But, you know, I think that's probably an aspect of the business that people don't know much about or anything about. But it sounds fun. I mean, it sounds like your your job is to engage with fans in better and cooler ways or ways that that they enjoy. Is that fair? Um, I have the coolest job in the world as far as I'm concerned. Um, It is really incredible when you think about, you know, 
managing experiences behind a desk or on a computer is one thing. But when you have this sort of added element of being out with 70,000 of your fans on a game day or at a community event or last Sunday at our public practice where over 50,000 fans showed up to watch practice is, you know, what really makes it so special. We have the best fans in the world. I have the best job in the world. So, you know, I, I couldn't be more grateful. And I know from being on being with you on some of the away games, you know, especially in the preseason, that you're always going and, like, you'll just walk around the stadium. You'll walk around outside the stadium, basically always looking for cool, unique ideas to try to make things better for the Eagles fans. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, on game days, I probably, you know, get about 20,000 steps uh, because my focus is really trying to experience the game day um, presentation from the point of view of a fan. So I'm both, you know, paying attention to the things that we've created and are offering fans on game day, um, but also trying to assess myself. What kind of an experience is this? And that experience starts out in the tailgates before the game starts all the way through into the game and all the way up to the 200 level. So it's really important that, you know, every single fan who shows up at Lincoln Financial Field on a game day has a great experience. And, you know, so I'm in full observation and experience mode then. All right. So, Jack, just say um, just just say to her, um, how, how did you get the job? What's your background? How do you get how do you get a job like this? So before coming to the Eagles, um, I worked in media, uh, television media and digital media. I spent several years at NBC Universal in New York, um, working for the Oxygen Network. So I was really focused on, you know, how to engage young women with our programming on all the platforms that they use. Um, I had not worked in sports before. This was my first sports job. And when people ask, you know, how did you get this job? I think it's sort of the convergence of two things. Um, one, as you're well aware, because we're having a conversation right now on your uh, media platform, you know, media and entertainment and streaming and sports are all fully converged. And the way sports thinks about um, connect connecting with its fans really has a lot to do with content and social touch points. So, you know, when they were uh, looking for the right person for this position, I think they really heavily weighted the experience, the media experience, uh, maybe even more so than the sports experience. And so that worked obviously in my favor and coming into this role, fortunate enough to have such a great team who, you know, helped me learn the NFL ecosystem and just learn football in general and the business of football. And then sort of conversely, I think I was able to, you know, help guide some thinking that was maybe new, different, more media forward that um, was designed to help us, you know, achieve our very aggressive goals. Jack, can you ask her, can she talk about uh, the balance between what she does uh, and football operations, whether that's uh, the stuff they do on the website or player appearances, et cetera? Yeah, so the way we think, you know, first off, um, very fortunate that, you know, Eagles business and Eagles football work very, very closely together. Um, so we're able to effectively work out the right opportunities to bring players into our experiences, to film with them, to showcase their personalities. Um, 
in a way that you know we know fans want to see, but isn't going to be disruptive to, to football. They obviously um, have an important job to do, so it is you know very uh, carefully kind of orchestrated between my team and PR and football to make sure that we're getting the best you know content we can with the players, while also you know not creating any unnecessary distractions. Awesome. Next one, Jack, is just ask her to talk. Um... I, I know she took a recent trip to Africa. Ask her to talk about what that trip was about. Sure. So uh, a little over a year ago, or I guess two years ago now, the NFL launched an international home marketing area program, which essentially means that clubs for the first time were given the opportunity to go into different countries um, and engage in fan development, um, commercial relationships, basically, you know, be in countries that then become an extension of the territories that they're currently in. Um, So we chose Ghana, Australia, and New Zealand. And I was fortunate enough last summer to go over to Ghana with um, some folks from the league, uh, including uh, O.C. Omanyora, who has really taken an incredible leadership position when it comes to introducing, you know, American football into the continent. Um, but, you know, it was a great way for me to get a sense of the country and the people and the culture and what it is they're passionate about. Um, they're incredibly passionate sports fans, which we felt was, you know, an opportunity in and of itself, um, but, you know, had a chance to uh experience a fan engagement event that the league hosted, uh, a player pathway camp that included, you know, um, young men from Nigeria and Ghana who, you know, have hopes to play in the NFL someday. So it was really incredible and a great way to sort of establish the beginnings of what, you know, have become our, uh, our new, you know, fan base, hopefully. What do they know about football in Africa at this point? Um, I would say their knowledge is, it varies depending on who you're talking to, um, but probably the most uh, relevant takeaway I had was that it is very personality driven. So familiarity with certain players um, is really what helped, you know, people initially connect with the sport versus the X's and O's, um, which is great because it means that we can create all kinds of like cultural touch points with our players to hopefully connect with new fans um, without having to maybe be so earnest in teaching people the actual game right up front. Uh, we do acknowledge, though, that, that that is important, right? In order to feel invested in the sport and a team and the outcome, you need to have access to the games. So we're working on distributing our preseason games uh, in Ghana, which is really exciting. And then finding like a fun way to teach people the the game of football but being able to kind of start from that um cultural perspective and that player uh personality perspective is really really great just out of curiosity why why did they pick why did you guys pick new zealand australia and ghana as the three international territories sure um well ghana in particular you know west africa is um really you know growing by all accounts economically from a population standpoint um i believe the statistic is uh that 50 percent of 
the world's population growth will come from West Africa by the year 2050. Um, in conjunction with the, the growth and the sort of explosion of, of new businesses and, and um, you know, just money coming into the country, it's also a very young country. The median age is 21. So, you know, passionate sports fans, young and a growing country, a country that's, you know, really thriving. Um, those things were all very attractive. Australia, same thing. I mean, just Australia and New Zealand, uh, the, the love of sports is just above and beyond. So, you know, being able to come into those countries and just tap into that passion, you know, for competition uh, really felt, you know, really felt like something we should we should explore. It's also, you know, not crowded. We're the only team in New Zealand. We're the only team currently um, in Ghana and in Africa uh, on the whole, and we are uh, joined by the Rams in Australia. Uh, they have they are also there as part of their global market program, and they were there ahead of us. They've probably been there, you know, a couple of years now. Most importantly, uh, with the preseason games going to be on television in Australia, New Zealand, Ghana, and us having some. Uh, listeners to the podcast from Australia am I am I about to become a star in Australia and New Zealand <laughs> oh for sure I mean you know we're we're gonna we're gonna make you a star in all three countries <laughs> um last question is just it, it, what aspect uh what aspect of the your job would surprise people the most um the aspect of my job that would surprise people the most um, is probably, you know, the way, like what a day in the life at NovaCare looks like. I always say it's like the best show you might never see. Um, you've got, you know, obviously larger than life characters walking around this building, eating tomahawk steaks and, you know, engaging with each other. Um, and here we are just like marketing people trying to do our jobs in this environment that is so, you know, so exciting, so, so much larger than life. Um, I would say, you know, their perception of kind of what a football team looks like on a day-to-day -day basis and what it's actually like in this business is probably, um, Probably a lot of unexpected things there that are that are really the best part about working here. Jack, just tell her I said thank you. Oh, I, I got to say this, but um, just tell her I said thank you so much for coming on and bearing with us. That was amazing. Thank you so much. I love talking with people that will even say to you, I have the best job in the world. I want as many people in life to feel like they have the best job in the world as possible. Love, by the way, that Jen was wearing the Eagles green. Just awesome. Awesome. Can you imagine how cool your job is that like all you're doing is trying to figure out ways to make things cooler or better for the fans? Really, really cool. Speaking, by the way, we, we touched on those other um, international territories, New Zealand, Australia. I know we have Australia listeners. Perhaps we have some in Africa. If you watched the Eagles preseason game Saturday night, and I know a lot of you didn't, there were a number of people watching in Africa and people that were tweeting me about it at Ross Tucker NFL, which I think is just unbelievable. It was like 2.34 a.m. And some guy in Tunisia was like, go birds, I'm watching the game. Just incredible. Somebody said to me, 
Are you sure they're not using ExpressVPN, Ross? I'm pretty sure, yeah, they don't need to say that on social media. I will say this, though. I was traveling this weekend, and if you want to have a IP address in a different location, ExpressVPN is the way to do it. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. That is not how ExpressVPN rolls. By the way, it's really, really fast. They use Lightway. It's a new VPN protocol engineered to make user speed times better than ever. I've tried a couple VPNs. By far, the fastest one. By far. There's a reason why Mashable... The Verge, many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Just use my link, expressvpn.com slash Tucker today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more. Tuck's Takes. All right, Ross, not a lot of transactions to note, but Lions running back Justin Jackson retired at age 27. Cardinals running back Marlon Mack unfortunately tore his Achilles again. The Lions did sign kick returner Khalif Raven to a two-year extension. The Saints signed linebacker Jalen Smith, and the Raiders signed running back Damian Williams. Sometimes, by the way, guys get signed this time of year, and they still don't make the team. I mean, just because you're getting signed this time of year, like Damian Williams or Jalen Smith, doesn't mean you're going to make the team. Kudos to Raymond. You know, it's kind of wild that kick returners can still get paid as there's less and less returns, but they feel like he provides that value. Feel awful for Marlon Mack. Anybody that ever tears uh, an Achilles like that, Sean Bradley for the Eagles did as well. But for Mack to do it twice, just heartbreaking. The rehab to come back from that. And Justin Jackson, you know, at training camp's tough. That's probably the number one time when guys retire is training camp, just being like, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. What were your biggest pre, uh, preseason takeaways from this past weekend? So I guess, you know, you always watch the rookie running backs. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, the rookie quarterbacks, right? And watching C.J. Stroud, I think that might have been Thursday night, and Bryce Young, it's not Ohio State and Alabama anymore. I mean... You know, welcome to the NFL. Welcome to being a number one or number two overall pick where your offensive line's not going to be quite the same. The other thing I think, Jack, is just the amount of running backs that jumped out to me all over the league. You know, we talk about all oh, running backs, running backs. Well, a bunch of them jumped out and played really well. Well, we got some time. Let's get your quick hits on every single game. We'll start with Houston, New England. Well, clearly Davis Mills outplayed C.J. Stroud, but C.J. Stroud's going to play. I mean, he's the number two overall pick. I was not surprised Malik Cunningham played that well. I did a Louisville game. That dude is electric. Played receiver, played quarterback. I'll be curious to see how well he can play at receiver. Speaking of receiver, Tank Dell looked amazing for the Texans, the rookie from the Houston Cougars. And I also thought Patriots rookie D.N. Keon White Looked really good in his first time out as well. Next up, we have Seahawks-Vikings. Running backs. I thought Charbonnet for the Seahawks flashed some power, running dudes over. And Ty Chandler for the Vikings, who's behind Alexander Madison, has some legit, legit burst. Packers-Bengals. Any thoughts there? Well, I thought it was a good start for Jordan Love. And that's important, right? 
Good start's better than a bad start. And Joe Burrow, you know, Dr. Chow had been saying this, uh, sportsinjurycentral.com, but uh, Joe Burrow looked pretty good in pregame warm-ups. I, I, he'll be able to play week one. Just how mobile will he be? Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Any thoughts there? Kenny Pickett looking good. Throwing to George Pickens. I think we'll hear that a lot over the next few years. And then uh, the right side of the Bucks O-line. Bucks fans got mad when I had their O-line ranked low. Uh, Cody Mock, Luke Gedeke, uh not good. Not good at all. And those guys are next to each other and young and trying to figure it out. Giants-Lions. What do you think about there? How about Jason Pinnock making two plays in four snaps? And then I thought uh, Branch, the rookie Brian Branch for the – for the Lions flashed as well. Commanders Browns. Andrew Wiley was their big free agent signing on the O-line for the Commanders, and he struggled. I thought Sam Howell was up and down. Deshaun Watson actually ran the ball a couple times. Sounds like they're encouraging him to do that. Broncos Cardinals. Slow start for Russell Wilson and the Broncos O-line to be kind. Probably the same for Clayton Toon. The Cardinals rookie quarterback that sounds like they're a little bit excited about out there. Chicago, Tennessee. Big play Bears. DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert. Thought the Tennessee quarterbacks were kind of up and down. And I thought T.I.J. Spears looked good. Colts, Bills. DeMar Hamlin back. Awesome. Playing well. And Anthony Richardson is just a freak. Jets, Panthers. What do you think about there? The Jets' D-line abused the Panthers' offensive line, especially, by the way, Will McDonald. I'm a little surprised the Panthers' O-line struggled like that. Next up, we've got Jaguars and Cowboys. Calvin Ridley looked good. Deuce Vaughn looked amazing. And next one, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on this one, if you called it Ravens-Eagles. <laughs> I thought Justice Hill played well. Tyler Huntley looked good in the second half. I don't know why he's playing in the second half for the Ravens. And then the guys that jumped out to me for the Eagles, DeAndre Swift had an awesome run. Tanner McKee at quarterback, the third-string quarterback. Jalen Carter had a nice play. Good start for a bunch of Eagles as well. Battle for Los Angeles, Chargers-Rams. How about Darius Davis has some serious wheels for the Chargers. Quentin Johnson kind of up and down. I thought Stetson Bennett settled in. Saints-Chiefs. Derek Carr and the Saints looked sharp on that one drive, and so did the Chiefs new receivers, all three of them, Richie James, Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice. And we'll wrap things up with Raiders, Niners. Not a good look for Trey Lance. I thought Aiden O'Connell from the Raiders looked much, much better. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Shoutouts. How about a little Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and the best gift you can give anyone for a holiday, for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, or even just now, birthdays, anniversaries, myfrontpagestory.com. Just check out the order page so you can see what they look like, myfrontpagestory.com.